Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. On the 3rd of November, I cried just a little bit. Kay Starr passed away. Now, you might know her from Wheel of Fortune. You might know her from the Rock and Roll Waltz. Where I knew her from is she sings my favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Oh, that's such a great song. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network, and if I'm not mistaken, we are either just at the end of the year or into the new year because of the way the dates fall, and depending on where you're listening to this, be it here in Louisiana or on one of the uh, affiliates, so if it is the new year... Happy New Year, Tammy. Happy New Year, Joe. Right. This is show number two of those who left us in 2016 because there were so many of those who left us. So not such a happy show coming up, right? Well, you know, you can look at it as a sad thing or you can look at it as a celebration of the lives of those who were the entertainers for us. Then that's how we should look at it. I think that's how you should look at it. You know, as Jim Morrison says, and I say it all the time, no one gets out alive. Oh, that's who said that, huh? Yeah, it's the question of what do you do with the time you have while you're here. So if you'd like to hear show number one, as this is show number two, please either get us uh, on the iTunes podcast by searching Rock School KSLU, take you right to it. Or please go to our website, which is simply southeastern.edu slash Rock School. Take you right there. Let's begin with the 21st of April. At 57 years old, Prince is found dead in his home. He had been dead for six hours at the time that 911 was called. He died in an elevator, apparently from a fentanyl overdose. Mm -hmm. That's a painkiller. Am I right about that? Okay. The, The question is, why was he on this drug and it's so easy to say well he was an entertainer he was a drug addict and i'm not sure that's such an easy answer i mentioned this at the end of last show and i'll mention it again in 2017 and it may be 2017 right now we're going to do a show about a woman who's setting up these nonprofits in california to help musicians who have repetitive nerve damage because of the movements that they make. Mm -hmm. She talks about classical musicians who are figuratively disformed because of the way they play their instruments. I believe that. It's entirely possible that this is what happened to Prince. Mm -hmm. He played so many instruments and played so long, and he didn't get his drugs from a pusher. He got them from Walgreens. So a doctor was involved somewhere, which leads me to believe it could have been something where he was trying to push the pain down. But I don't know. I'm speculating. However, 
He did pass in 2016 on April 21st, and we need to play a song for him because that was really shocking. Yes, it was. When it happened. So this is Prince as we start the second of two shows on Those That Left Us in 2016 here on Rock School. From Diamonds and Pearls, that's Cream, it's Prince here great on Rock song, School. Huh? Yeah, it really is. Some great video to go along with it. He went through so many iterations, not only of himself, but also of his bands, bringing in Lisa and bringing in, you know, the revolution and all of that. But he, he kept up with what was going on. And if he didn't feel like keeping up what was going on, he sort of changed it and did it, and people followed and you him. followed it, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he was that great a musician. A little eccentric, but okay, That's great. what we want, right? Yeah, good for you. He was eccentric in a good way, too. I mean, apparently when you went to a party at his house, there was a dance, but no alcohol served. None of that. So he's, he lived a healthy life, which is why it's so odd that he died the way he did. It, do- it doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, I, that's why I'm wondering, is it because of real pain? Or was it just, I want to feel good? I think it was because of real pain. And I'm only speculating. I have nothing to base that on. Let's continue on. Lonnie Mack, the guitarist of Wham! and the Memphis Man. The the thing is, he died on the same day as Prince. So nobody knew about it. Nobody knew. Yeah, the the whammy bar on the guitar is probably called the whammy bar because of Lonnie Mack's song, The Wham! It's probably it. Uh, on the 25th of April, Remo Belli died. He was the person who invented the synthetic drum head called the Remo. Complications of pneumonia. So not technically a musician himself, but drummers know him very well. And the one we're going to play. Billy Paul dies at the ripe age of 81. You know him from Me and Mrs. Jones. What's I do? Me and Mrs. Oh, I know the song, Mrs. but Jones. did he sing it? Yeah. Oh, And cool. wrote it. The thing is, he made most of his money because of a couple of lawsuits over the song. Nike used the song without his permission and cut him a $1 million check. And then a lawyer later in his life figured out that he had not been paid correctly on royalty. Yay! And they cut him another million dollar plus check. There you go, Bill. Way to go, Nice job. Here it is on Rock School. We got a thing. We got some money going on, right? Yeah, a couple of big checks a little later in life. Uh, Let's go on to May. Let's leave April, go on to May. 
On the 19th of May, John Barry passed away. He was part of the Beastie Boys. In the beginning, right? That's right, because mm-hmm. a lot of people go, I, John Barry, do I know the name John Barry? He Was he Ad Rock? No, that's not right. And, uh, John Barry, he was with them right at the beginning when they were a punk band. So audiophiles and big, big fans of the Beastie Boys would know who he is, mm-hmm. and he was part of it, so a little bit of a tip of the hat. Moving to June, again, May, nice, easy month, give us a break. Moving to June, not as easy. Uh, Christina, I think it's Grimmy or Grimy. I don't remember exactly how it's said. She was the participant on The Voice who was playing at a club, and one of the people who came to see her shot her and yeah. killed her. Yep. Do you killed remember by that? A fan. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the 13th of June, Randy Jones, a uh, British born jazz musician who played with Chet Baker, Dave Brubeck, and Maynard Ferguson, passed away. He was a drummer. So, Henry McCullough, he was a guitarist. He played with Spooky Tooth. Uh, you probably don't know Spooky no, Tooth. No, but I love the name. Yeah, Spooky Tooth is a great little band. Uh, the, the big thing that most people know them for is that um, Judas Priest got sued over a song that they covered by Spooky Tooth. Something to look up if you're interested in. Uh, Atrell Cordez, he is a rhythm and blues singer. He was with PM Dawn. Do you remember PM Dawn right at the beginning of early rap music, Set Adrift on Memory's Bliss? Do you remember that? Sort of, but I'm going to have to look it up. I don't remember it. If I I played it for you, you would remember it. And now here's the one we're going to play. On the 27th, I'm going to jump a few dates. On the 27th, Mac Rice passes away. 82 years old, lived a wonderful life. You don't know him per se, but you know the songs that he wrote. He wrote Mustang Sally, which is sang at every single wedding ever. Mm -hmm. And the one we're going to play, Respect Yourself. Oh, really? Which was covered by Bruce Willis. Which probably made Mac Rice go, I don't like that, but I like the big check that shows up because of it. Here you go, it's Mac Rice on Rock School. Self staple singers. I wasn't going to play the Bruno one. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't push myself to grab the old moonlighting guy and play it. I had to play the original there for you. Yeah, of course. Here's a few more uh, people who passed away in June. Ralph Stanley, part of the Stanley Brothers, Grammy winner in 2002. He's 89 years old, bluegrass musician. You would have to be a fan of bluegrass to know who he is. Bernie Worrell, he was an American musician and part of Parliament Funk Adelic. The thing is, Parliament Funkadelic had about 500 That's members. That's what I was going to say. Right? There were a lot of members in and out of that, right? <laughs> there really were. And uh, on the 29th, Rob Wasserman, who was a bass uh, guitarist, he played for Dave Grisham, Quintet, Rat Dog, and also Lou Reed. Cancer took him. So we got to take a break. It'll be a minute. We'll be right back. And then we are going to play the guitar that changed the world. Uh-oh. Any idea who played the guitar that changed the world? 
No. No? I'll make you a bet some in the audience know exactly what I'm talking about. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, I told you we'd talk about the guitar that changed the world. Yep, my head's spinning. What is it? It was a Gibson ES-295. Yes. And then later in life, it became the Gibson Super 400. As a matter of fact, you have seen the guitar that changed the world. Because we toured... Is it the one... Is it the guitar that was... That you picked up for like... What? $30,000? No, no, no. That was just silly overpriced. Oh, the one hanging on the wall in the back. As you were walking in, it was the first guitar on the right. As you walked down the Hall of Fame, it was the guitar designed and played by Scotty Moore. That was in the Gibson factory. That's right. Who was the guitarist for Elvis Presley? Yes, he was. And it's called the guitar that changed the world because... You know, I guess Elvis, I get it, Elvis, Elvis. But anybody who ever touched six strings on a piece of wood at that time listened to Scotty Moore and went, that's it, that's how you do it, that's how it's done. That's the sound we That's need. it, that's how we do it, how do you do it? Oh, it's a Gibson ES-295, and they flew out the door. That's how that specific kind of guitar However, became. it was it was Scotty Moore doing it. That's exactly it. It's not the equipment. I mean, I could Never buy... Never is. I could buy all the equipment that is that is played by Stevie Ray Vaughan. The problem is it's from the elbows down. That's what it is. So let's play one. The Scotty Moore Trio. No, I'm not playing an Elvis thing. It's not Elvis. It's Scotty Moore. Here's the Scotty Moore Trio. Have guitar, we'll travel. <laughs> That's right, here on Rock School. There it is, the guitar that changed the world, and it really did. So many people just went, wow. Right? A lot of fun in two minutes, huh? Yeah. Right guy, right time, the right kind of playing, and it started a movement. I get it. Rock and roll was around before Elvis Presley. I get it. And Bill Haley was doing it. I get it. Scotty Moore just was right. I don't know how else to say it. He was just right. Okay, July, moving along. The 6th of July, we lost Danny Smythe. He was a drummer from Plainfield, Illinois. I have no idea how he died. It still huh, says still unknown, unknown causes. Huh? Yeah, Box tops, as in... Cry my, like a baby. Right, my baby just wrote me a letter. He was the drummer when all the big hits came out of the band. On the 9th of July, Carol Swiala. I guess, S-W-I-T-A-L-A, Switala. Mm-hmm. She was the singer and voice actress on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, I know, isn't that nice? All right, we leave July. Let's go to August. Ricky Martin passes away on the 3rd. And when I first heard this, I went, oh, no, the guy who sang Livin' La Vida Loca? I thought, he's so young. No, no, not him. This was Dean Martin's son. Yeah. Spelled R-I-C-C-I. He had a band called The Pack. It didn't do much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, he was the sixth of eight kids, by the way. And they released an an album in 77. Uh, It was part of a Beach Boys collaboration, and they toured with the Beach Boys as an opening act for a while. But that's it. You know, I say that's it. How many bands would sell their souls to do just that? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but that's that. 
Uh, let's just finish up the month of August. Richard Fagan passes away. He has a lot of songs that you would know recorded by, and I just have a list of things here. He passed away after having much, much success. James Woolley was the keyboardist for Nine Inch Nails, was also a Grammy winner on his own. He passed away this year at 49 years old. And the one we're going to play, 94 years old. Good for you. <laughs> this guy's Belgian. He was a guitarist, a professional whistler. Go figure, huh? And a harmonica player. The, re the reason you would know him is because of the harmonica. His name is Toots Thielman. Sweet. And the place you would most likely know him for, do you remember Billy Joel's album where he tried to recreate 1950s music? Oh, yeah. He had a nice slow one called Leave a Tender Moment Alone with a whole bunch of harmonica yes. in it. Yes. Toots the Omen. That's it. Perfect. And it sounds like this on Rock School. Even though I'm in To September, as we say goodbye to those who left us in 2016. Now, understand, if you start looking up the people who left us, there's a lot more yeah, than you're, this. You're not list. You know, you know, you don't have the complete list. No, right? I don't. I mean, I can find the complete list, but a great deal of them are people who are famous in countries that we don't really hold, you know, stock in. You know, Belgian singer or Iranian guitarist, that kind of thing. It's all up there. You, If you simply search musical deaths in 2016, which is how I do this, uh -huh. you will have no trouble finding websites that simply track all of this. I'm doing things that are in the vein of this show. So that's that's the big thing. On September 1st, Fred Hellerman dies at 89 years old. He was a member of the Weavers. Okay, who are the Weavers? You know the song American Pie where he says a quartet practiced in the park mm -hmm. more than likely and i don't know this for a fact but more than likely that's the weavers not the beatles yeah because he's talking about communistic leanings and such it's probably the weavers uh the album uh his first album don mcclain's first album not american pie but his first album is dedicated to the weavers so blatantly he's a fan of them right i think that's who he's talking about that was an anti um establishment group that sang songs about how do i put this uh unionizing you know uh, not pro-communist but sort of leaning that way uh -huh. that's who i think it is but fred hellerman was part of them and the one we're going to play on the 16th at 68 years old because of Picks disease. Have you ever heard of Picks disease? I have, yes. It's a degenerative neurological disease that affects the brain, and it just slowly but surely kills you, right? Jerry Corbetta, he was part of the group Sugarloaf. 
which I adore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows Green-Eyed Lady. Everybody knows Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. Yeah. If you get a chance, listen to more Sugarloaf. I mean, they're named after the mountain in Brazil. Uh-huh. But it's, it's really a wonderful little 70s, poppy, harder group. I like them a lot. And Jerry Corbetta was their lead singer and co-songwriter. And they're wonderful stuff. So what you going to play? Don't call us, we'll call you. All right. Sounds like this on Rock School. Sugarloaf, Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. I should have said this at the beginning because the piece of trivia happens at the beginning of the song. When the song breaks down right at the beginning and you hear a telephone... Oh, you know, yeah. Direct... You know, direct uh, what long is distance saying? directory assistance. There right. you go. But before they start singing, you hear an old... Beep, 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 beep. Right. Yeah. That is the actual telephone number to Sugarloaf's... Um, agent? I guess... Not agent, but the record label. Which, they say which one it is, not in the song, but the, the group freely says which one it is. But what's interesting is they, when they called it, uh-huh. the, the guy who, who wrote it, Corbella, basically, or Corbetta, basically states, you know, that sounds like it's in key with the song. Oh. And they put it in. Yeah, nice little piece of trivia it's there. It's rock, huh? I want to play one more before we go into the break because John D. Loudermilk died on the 21st of September, and he wrote one of my favorite songs of all time, Tobacco Road. Do you know it? I do. It's been covered by everybody, including David Lee Roth, but I'm not going to play the David Lee Roth version. Which is is a pretty good version of it. It's not bad. It's not bad. But here's Tobacco Road for John D. Loudermilk. Thanks for writing it. Man, I love that song. Here on Rock School. Second break here on Rock School, and we got to get through two months. I know I've got October, November, December left. The problem with this is that the show will air long after we record it, and most of December does not show up in the show. So what we do is at the end of the show, and I'll do it again now, please, if somebody passes after the timeline of this show airs, make a point of listening to one of their songs and sort of saying thank you as a goodbye. But here we are in October. Steve Bird dies on the 2nd of October. He's a guitarist. He played with Kim Wilde. Uh, Joan Marie Johnson, she's 72 years old. She is from New Orleans. She was part of the Dixie Cups. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. The 5th of October, Rod Temperton passes away. 66 years old. He was a keyboardist. Uh, was part of Heat Wave. But you know him from the song Thriller. He also wrote George Benson's Gimme the Night. Yeah. And wow. your favorite Michael Jackson song, he wrote Rock With You. 
I wanna wow, he had some you. huge hits. Yeah, he probably had no trouble meeting the cable bill at the end of the month. Uh, on the 8th, Don Sicone passes away. He was a singer-songwriter and was also part of the Four Seasons, Tommy James and the Shondells. He was a bassist for Tommy James and basically a jack-of-all-trades on whatever instrument you needed him to play. As, as a lot of musicians say, a shark has to keep swimming to live. You gotta keep gigging to meet the bills. Gotta buy my baby shoes, and that's what Don did. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. He's gonna do it. We're gonna come back after we take a one-minute break here with my namesake. Think you can do it? Joe Burns? Well, at least Burns. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break on October 23rd, he was a musician for a good long time, but then made his, maybe her, living as a reality show star in Europe. Pete Burns, lead singer of Dead or Alive. If you remember, you spin me right round, baby. Oh, I do remember the song. Yeah, he kept trying more and more androgynous looks Mm -hmm. with a tremendous amount of plastic surgery. And apparently he had one go really bad and freely admitted that the bad plastic surgery and all of the subsequent surgeries to attempt to repair it bankrupted him. Oh my goodness. Which is why he went to all of the hosting, uh, all of the reality stuff. Yeah, he was trying to get money any way he could. Exactly. And he became sort of a thing for being what he looked like. Mm -hmm. So more plastic surgery meant more attention and he died of a cardiac arrest. The question is, is it related? That's the that's the question that nobody can seem to put together. Did you have a heart attack because of all the plastic surgery? Because, again, there's only so much you can do to the human body. You're indestructible. No, you're not. You can only go so far, and then the body says, that's enough. What's his name again? Pete Burns. Pete Burns. Yeah, look him up. I am. And the one we're going to play on the 24th, Bobby V. He had 38 one, our Hot 100 chart And I hits. owned 37 of them. Oh, I'll bet. He announced in 2011 that he had Alzheimer's and withdrew from music. Two years later, went into hospice and then died on the 24th of October. Oh, Bobby. Yeah. Rubber Ball, Take Good Care of My Baby. Those were his biggest hits, but the one I like the most is The Night Has a Thousand Eyes. It's Bobby V. You're on Rock School. They say that you're a runaround lover Oh, you say it isn't so But if you put me down for another I'll know, believe me, I'll know Remember when you tell those little white lies That the night has a thousand eyes We've got time enough to play two more songs, and I have seven more names to give you. All right. Let's roll through the ones we're not going to play. On the 3rd of November, I cried just a little bit. K-Star passed away. Now, you might know her from Wheel of Fortune. You might know her from the Rock and Roll Waltz. Where I knew her from is she sings my 
favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Oh, that's such Wonderful. a great song. Billie Holiday said, quote, she was the only white woman I believe can sing the blues. <laughs> oh, I love her. Uh, Eddie Hirsch uh, passes away at 59. He was the keyboardist for the Black Crows. The one you would know he played on was Remedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Doug Edwards, he was a Canadian musician, composer. He did Wildflower by Skylark. Let her cry, cause she's a lady. Love that song. Yep. Oh, please tell me you're going to play that song. No, no, can't do that. We got to move oh. on. Al, I think it's Keola or Keola, C-A-I-O-L-A, Keola, I guess. He was a guitarist that was sort of a, you know, a hired gun. The theme from Bonanza. Da, da, da. He oh, he did? The, yeah. Very cool. The Magnificent Seven. He played that. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Barrows also was the music director for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Every time Billy Graham sang, Cliff was in charge. Okay. Which one are we going to play? Well, we're going to play two. On the 7th of November, Leonard Cohen died. The thinking man's musician. That's that's all there is to it. The thing is, I'll bet most people, if you went to them, just the average listener, and said, mm-hmm. name, you know, any Leonard Cohen song. I can't imagine anything else, if they could do it, yeah. if anything else would come up, it would be Hallelujah. That's the song that would come up. And yeah. To which I would ask, have you ever heard Leonard Cohen's version of it? I have. You have. Yes, very well, I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to play it as well. He died the 7th. Uh, cancer had a lot to do with it, but apparently it was a fall that kicked off the domino effect that finally ended the man's life. This is Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah. On Rock Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord but you don't really care for music do you it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major lift the battle should be stopping so let's do this very quickly go 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 goodbye to everyone who left us in 2016 i hope we did justice to the names who left us obviously we're not going to have many in december because of when we're recording the show so in december if somebody passes away that you loved make a point of playing a song raising a drink to them whatever you drink and saying thank you to them because that's what we're doing. We will finish with a person who died on the 13th of November, a member of the Wrecking Crew, Leon Russell. He underwent surgery for a leakage of brain fluid. However, his body at 74 couldn't undertake the pressure, and a heart attack took him on the 13th. So there. The one most people would know as a solo from him was called Tightrope, and that's what we'll finish on. We'll see you next week, Tammy. Next week? Yeah, actually, I gotta live with you. So, that'll do it. (laughs) Classes dismissed. I'm up on the tie wire One side's ice and one is fire It's a circus game with you and me 
I'm up on the tightrope. One side's hate and one is hope. But the top hat on my head is all you see. And the wire seems to be the only place for me. A comedy of errors and the falling. Like a rubber neck giraffe. You look into my past. Well, maybe you're just too blind to see. I'm up in the spotlight. Oh, does it feel right? Well, the altitude seems to get to me. I'm up on the tie wire.